If we don't teach the next generation, if we don't let them know that Jesus is real and Jesus saved, I'm here to tell you, if we don't plant the garden, the devil's got enough weeds to put in it. And what they're doing out there right now as we speak and what they do on Wednesday night is critically important to the destiny of your children. And so I'm not going to talk no more. I'm, I'm, the, I'm, the, uh, I'm the postman. Say amen. All right, Brother Josh, tell us what's going on. And I'm telling you, I want everybody to see this. Check this out while he's talking. Pay attention. Pay attention. All right, we'll try to make this as quick as we can. I'm really not sure what he's going to be doing. But... Uh, what, what I want you to know is that we have started a brand new I'm curriculum. advertising. Oh, advertising. Uh, well, I appreciate you. Uh, we have started a brand new curriculum in the children's program, and this is actually going all the way down to the babies as well. Listen up, parents. So we have, from, like I said, from babies all the way up to our fifth graders, we are going to be going through the entire Bible, from entire the beginning Bible. all the way to the end. And there's going to be stories that probably y'all haven't heard when you were in children's church. And the coolest thing about this curriculum is literally every story we tell points them back to Jesus. So we are taking back it from the Jesus. beginning all the way back to Jesus. Everything. Every story. <laughs> and so to help out with this, because obviously what we do, we only get a, a small, a brief moment with your children. And obviously you have the greatest impact in your child's life. So we have tried to make this as simple and easy as possible. So one of the, the things he has right here tells you from beginning, and this is the first six weeks is what we'll be talking about. So if you miss for some reason, you already know what we went over. So you can already be a, ahead and go over that with your children. If you're not sure because they forgot to bring their hand out, you already know what we're doing and you can have these stories. We want you. Yes. We need you. Need you. You need to you need be going to. over these in the home with your children. Uh, because if you do this in the home, it's just going to resonate more. And what we've also done is not only are we doing it on Sunday, but like you said, we're also going over the same stuff on Wednesday because this is a detrimental. It's all connected. It's all connected. So there's, uh, there's memory verses, there's handouts, so it makes it even easier because I know I have parents coming up to me all the time. I don't know what to do. I have no idea what to say. I'm not good with the Bible. Well, I promise you, and this is no lie, from me being and being over children's ministry, I've been able to learn more about my Bible because of the stories we share. So if you're not very good with it, it's okay, because you can learn with them. And there's going to, I promise you, there's going to be things, if you will go over this with your children, there's going to be things that you learn as well. And if you don't, I need you to come tell me, because then I'm a liar, and I don't, I don't like that. But uh, there's also a handout for, for each age group. So Miss Mindy in the back with your babies, they're supposed to be getting stuff too. There's memory verses they can learn, and I want you to learn it with them. Because if you're doing it and you show that it's important, they're going to do it. And you need to show them that. And like he said, this is our future. And we need to make sure they're grounded. We need to make sure we raise them up right so they won't depart from it when they're older. Listen here, guys. Listen here. 77%, this is a conservative number. Of all of your children is here right now, 77% of the kids, it's right here, according to national average right now, by the time they turn 18 and they're on their own, they won't come back to church. Think about that. Yeah. Now think about that. Kids that are raised up in church, 70, and, and here's the problem. I heard a preacher say this this week. It's because they're raised in church, not raised in Christ. Right. We need to give them more than church, y'all. We're just supplements. As great as he is, and I think he's the greatest. I think he's awesome. He only gets them an hour or two hours a week. 
You got them the rest of the time. We'll do our job if you'll do yours. And this should tell you how important this is. I'm using up my preaching time to tell you this. This is how significant this is. I am sick and tired of seeing God's children that are raised in church snatched and stolen by the devil. Especially when we can do something about it. And, and we're saying this about right now. So next week, get out of bed and get here early enough and get your children signed in and get them in this. In three years, they'll have a complete working knowledge of the whole Bible. Most of y'all don't even have that. Get them here. And Wednesday is important too. Wednesday's not just, a, well, an activity we can do if we don't have time. It's important. It's training. It's training. And the biggest thing on Wednesday night is what we're able to do is it is our small group. So just like we promote small group in here, that's their small group on Wednesday night. So we're able to do it at a smaller, with a smaller group. So we can, we can dive in deeper. We can have those conversations. Yeah. We can answer those questions that kids are left with. That if we don't do that and we don't bring them, they never ask questions. They never understand their faith. They never understand why they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. And I can promise you another thing, and I, I know he's, he's done a phenomenal job at explaining this, but it's not a daycare service back there. I, I promise you that what we're doing is we are teaching them Bible. And, 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 to, and to kind of back me up on this is you can watch baptism service. And you can see children coming forward. And you can see children asking, what does it mean to be saved? I had a little boy that went out to a playground. He's out there to play. And while he was out there, he was going up to children asking them if they go to church and if they know Jesus. And he's in second, third grade. And, and that's what we're doing. So it's, it's not a daycare service. And, it's, and, and we're not here to, to tell you, you know, we're here because we want the children in there. That's they right. need to be in there because we're putting it on their level. And I, I love, I, there's times that I wish my, my kindergartner, I could just say, you know what, baby, I want you to come to church with me. But I know what we're teaching up there. And, and I don't bring her in here because I know she needs what's up there because she's learning it on her level. So I encourage you to do the same because they need to be in there. I promise you they're learning. And... Hey, let's give the Lord praise and glory. Amen. Good job, bro. Amen. 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 All right. Let's see if we can read. <clears throat> yeah, I did it again. No, I'm good. I'm good. All right. All right. We are here in Mark chapter number two. We are here in Mark chapter number two. Uh, I'm going to paraphrase. Amen. Uh, here in Mark chapter number 2, the Bible says, and again, he comes back into Capernaum, right? Again, that, that, that word again is significant. He comes back into Capernaum and word gets out. The word is used, it's noised abroad. In other words, word gets out that Jesus is in the house. And then the Bible says there's so many gathered together, you could not even get them in the door. In other words, it packed the place out. Well, when that took place, there were some friends, say that with me, there were some who had a friend that was broken. And the Bible says, here come one born of four, and they bring him to Jesus. They figure out they can't get him in the door, so they go to the top of the roof and tear out the roof, lower him down, and Jesus said, it says, when he saw their faith. Whose faith? The four friends. Are y'all with me? And to make a long story short, it tickled the Lord to death. He says, son, thy sins are forgiven thee. The Pharisees, the, the scribes, the hypocrites, they didn't like him saying that. He said, what was easier to say? Thy sins be forgiven thee or take up thy bed and walk. He said, but I want you to know, 
I have the ability. I have the power. I have the authority to forgive sins. And all God's people say it. Then he looks at the dude and says, hey, get up, take up your bed and walk. He gets up, takes up his bed. They have a hallelujah fit party, shouting, praising God, because they ain't never seen it like this before. And all God's people say it. Lord, thank you for this word. Thank you for the privilege of preaching it. Thank you for the privilege of learning it. God, I pray that your perfect will be done in this place today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. Let me give you just a, I, 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 this, is probably, this is probably the shortest outline I've ever written. And, 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 and Dustin says, well, we'll be here three days. <laughs> he has no faith in me whatsoever. Amen. But it is. It really is. I want to I give you if, you, if you're taking notes, I want to give you three points. But the first two don't count as points. They're the introduction, all right? So we're not going to count that against me. For the first two are, are points, but they're really an introduction to the last point. The message is in the last point. The message is what I want to motivate you, and this is really what, what I'm aiming at. Uh, uh, most of y'all know every time I preach, I have an agenda. I'm wanting to accomplish something. Whether it's salvation to see people saved, whether it's uh, 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 bitterness, I want people's chains broken, uh, whatever it may be, I want to motivate you to be a friend. Amen? Especially this week, we got friend day coming up. We have been challenging people to go be like Jesus and, and, and make a friend and bring a friend. And, and so this is, I, I want to talk about those four guys. But before that, I need you to understand this. There's three things I want to share with you today. Number one, number one in this story, I want you to see there is a great problem. There is a great problem. If you're taking notes, write that down first. There is a great problem. The Bible says there is a man who is sick of the palsy. His body is broken. He is paralyzed. He cannot help himself. Now, now we don't see things like they seen them back there because today we have social security. Today we have a lot of governmental programs to help people with, with, with uh, more issues than others. And, 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 and uh, so, so we don't understand the significance and the impact of this man's situation. But when you had that kind of deal, when you had that kind of problem, you were completely at the mercy of whoever would take time to help you. You usually was a beggar. You were usually a burden on those around you. And you had no future. You had no hope for the rest of your life. You, the only thing you could hope is somebody to have mercy and help you just a little bit. He had a major problem. He was broken. He was hurting. And you say, how do you apply that? The Bible says, man that is born of woman is a few days and full of trouble. Can you see the trouble in our world today? Man, if you're on any kind of social media whatsoever, all you got to do is look around and this world is full of hurting people. They are hurting financially. They are hurting physically. They are hurting emotionally. They are hurting mentally. I mean, everywhere you turn, we have uh, the ministries we have that are reaching out. 
I, I, I posted a little I posted a little video. I was going through uh, looking up some stuff and I just come across a video from a couple years ago. Uh, it was just like a little little devotional we had with a singing and, and it was about trusting the Lord when everything's not going right and trusting the Lord when, when things are bad and there looks like there's no hope and there's no answer. And man, that thing, it's already got over 200 shares, over 5,000 views and people comment and I never dreamed in a million years. Why? Because people are hurting. People are hurting. This world is cursed. There's nothing great about it. Listen, there's nothing good about it. Everywhere you turn in this world, there's going to be sorrow and there's going to be pain and there's going to be suffering. The Bible says we're going to enter into the gates through much tribulation. Why should you bring your friend to Jesus? Because they're hurting. Because they're broken. Because... They have problems. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I, 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 I seen a, a T-shirt a gentleman was wearing the other day. He said, I, I'm a people person, but people have messed that up for me. <laughs> I thought, that's great. I wish I could get away with wearing that. I would. <laughs> I'm a real people person, but people have messed it up for me. Yeah. You know why people have problems? And sometimes, sometimes you just, you know, it gets frustrating because you just don't want to deal with another problem because you got problems. But the truth be known, we need to bring them to Jesus because they have a problem. A problem. A great problem. They get him to Jesus because he has a great problem. They get him to Jesus because he's broken. He's hurting. They get him to Jesus because of a problem. Do you know most people come to Christ because of a problem? Usually people don't come to Christ and everything's going good because they don't see a need for Christ. They don't see a need for the Lord. But regardless of the fact, can everybody see in this story there is a great problem? Everybody, can you see that? But watch what happens when he gets to Jesus. Watch what happens when it gets to Jesus. This is an amazing thing. And this stood out to me. The Bible says they broke up the roof in verse 4. And in verse 5, when Jesus saw their faith, he said unto the sick of the palsy. Now think about that. He said unto the sick of the palsy. Palsy was his issue. Palsy was his problem. Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. He didn't even address the problem. He didn't even address his physical issue. He didn't even, watch this now, he didn't even address the reason why he came. You know why? You know why? Even though he had a great problem, watch this now, this is number two. He had a greater need. Do y'all see that? You see, Jesus looked beyond his, his brokenness. Jesus looked beyond his pain. Now everybody, everybody on the outside, everybody in the room, if you was to take a poll, if you was to take a survey and ask anybody in the room, hey, what's this man's problem? Everybody would have said, he's palsied. He's paralyzed. He can't walk. That's his problem. But you know what Jesus saw? He saw a greater need. 
He saw a need that was greater than his pain, a need that was greater than his paralysis, a need that was greater than his inability to walk, and that was the need for a saving from his sin. You know, we, 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 we're talking about getting a friend to Jesus because they're going through a divorce or they're going through a financial crisis or they're going through a doctor issue where we don't know what the doctor's going to say. And that's the thing that consumes us. But do you realize it doesn't matter if they are in a relationship crisis? It doesn't matter if they are in a financial crisis. It doesn't matter if they are in a physical need. Their need for Christ is greater for their sins to be forgiven. We're not inviting people to come so we can fill the building. We're not trying to hit a number. We don't even have a goal. All we're knowing is that there are people in this world that are lost and on their way to hell and they are dying in their sins unforgiven and they need a Savior to redeem them of their sin. There is a greater need. Yes, people need blankets. Yes, people need food. Yes, people need their power bills paid. And yes, there are problems everywhere. And I'm not discounting anything, but the greatest need every person has is a need for a Savior. Do you realize nobody goes to hell because of sin? You know why people go to hell? Unforgiven sin. Unforgiven sin. Jesus came into this world to offer forgiveness of sins. Hey, I'm all about I'm all about helping people. Man, that missions trip when they was working on all them people. Except for that video of that surgery. Now, that was uncalled for right there. <laughs> Man, that's, that's for people that watch Dr. Pimple Popper. Amen? <laughs> and if you watch Dr. Pimple Popper, I got a psychiatrist you need to call. Say amen. <laughs> that's sick. I don't care. That is sick. <laughs> that is sick. Yeah, I'll tell Tammy when she gets it. Yeah, that's Tammy. Tammy and Kathy, they're all in the same cloth right there. My wife. Man, that's, anyway, I don't know how I got distracted. Rabbit, squirrel. Listen, listen, here's the thing. We can clothe people. We can feed people. We can dig wells for, for people in the jungle who has no clean water, and that's all great. But if you drink clean water and die and go to hell, what have we done? What is the point? I'm not taking away from any kind of, any kind of effort to relieve people of, of anything. I've given money out of my pocket to help people with their groceries, to, for power, everything. I'm all for all that. But we got to remember the greatest need anyone has, whether they're in a mansion or a hut in Tanzania, is forgiveness of their sins. And you see, Jesus, he saw a greater need. So we see a great problem. But then we see a greater need. How many of y'all see those two things? But number three, here's the message. I I want you to see the greatest blessing. The greatest 
blessing. What was the greatest blessing in this man's life? He had friends. He had friends. Now there's four things about these friends I want to share with you. Now I'll go quick. I know y'all are kind of wigging out, but I know what the clock says. I, I, this is going to be quick. What do we see in these friends? What attributes do we see in these friends? And this is what I want you to pick up on. This is what I want you to apply this week. I want you to apply these four things this week. How many of y'all would agree the people you go to work with, the people you go to school with, the people you go to the market with, everybody on the outside of these doors, they have a great problem. It could be finances. You can just put the list down. You see people every day that's on your social media and they have problems. They are hurting, right? But how many of y'all know that they have a greater need, which is forgiveness of their sins, correct? Everybody can see that, right? Right, 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 right. So we're all together on that. We're all together. We're all agreeing that people outside these doors, they have a great problem, but they have a greater need. That is forgiveness of their sins. Can we all say amen? amen? Now here's what they need. Here's what they need. They need a friend, number one, or A, however you're going to write this down. They need a friend who cares. What is the first thing that stands out about these four gentlemen that I see? They cared. They cared. You see, here's here's the way this worked. Here's the way this worked. I, I didn't really have time to go into intro with this. But if you'll read chapter number one, you'll find out that Jesus had already been to Capernaum. We, we, we've been to Capernaum, uh, 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 me and my father, and, and, and the Browns, we, we were able to stand there in Capernaum, stand there, what they believe may be uh, Simon Peter's house. This is where many scholars believe that Jesus stayed during his Galilean ministry. It was staying with Simon Peter and his, his family, his wife and mother-in-law. He healed Peter's mother-in-law. That's why Peter denied him. Say amen. <laughs> Some of y'all get that later on. I'm... We're standing there, we're standing there with our guide and interpreter and all that, and he's standing there and he said, This is and this is why Peter denied Christ. And everybody in the group's going. And I'm dying. I'm rolling on the ground. I, I mean, it's fun. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There's that squirrel again. Amen. Jesus is here, and, and he, he, heals, he heals Peter's mother-in-law of the fever, and there was a man that had demons, and he cast the demons out, and, and, and he said, Now don't go tell nobody. <clears throat> Right. He goes and tells everybody. Everybody. Man, word scattered so much that they started bringing sick people and demon-possessed people to Peter's house. And, and Jesus was healing them all to the point that he couldn't go out in public anymore. He had become such a, 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 an amazing celebrity, really, that, 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 man, he could not go out in public anymore. So he stayed out on the outskirts of the wilderness. So now in, in, in chapter number two, that's why it says, and again, he comes into Capernaum. This Capernaum is right there on the Sea of Galilee, and, and, he, and he has to sneak in. But, but listen, when Jesus is in a place, it don't take long for word to get out. Listen, word got out. He's back. He's back. The healer is back. Jesus is back. Well, these four guys, something had happened with them the first time in chapter number two when he was there earlier. So here they come. Here they come. They cared enough for their friend to get him to Jesus. Now, truth be known, guys, truth be known. The only only way we're going to do something for our friends is if we care. 
We got to care. Second thing I see. Not only do I see their care, but I see their faith. I see their faith. And this is important, and I'll, I'll show you why. They get to Jesus. Y'all know the story. They had to go tear the roof off, lower the man down. And the, and the very first thing that is said about these guys, matter of fact, we don't know their names. We don't know their names. I know the popular song says one of them was Lazarus, but that... The song really discredits what the scripture says about them. The song, My Name is Lazarus, is saying that they don't really have faith and they're not sure if they can do that. But the only thing we know about these guys is they had faith. Because the Bible says when Jesus saw their faith. Now why is this important? Because some of you know some messed up people. Matter of fact, you remember a couple of weeks ago when I was telling the story about Paul Allen and, 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 and my other buddy Johnny Axon and I told everybody we had uh, uh, steel reinforced girders? Yeah. You know, when people say, well, if I walk in that building, the roof will fall. You remember? Y'all know that's that. The, it happened again. We was, at the, we was at the ball game. We was at the powder puff game uh, where, where, the, where the girls was playing football and they was getting it on. Man, I tell you, but anyway, anyway, I'm standing there and, and Phil y'all standing there and Shane Burns is standing there and I think Griggs was there and, and a couple of, there was a guy that was in, hey, this is our preacher and we'd like to invite you to come. And all, and oh, 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 I tell you, if, we, if I go in there, that roof will fall in. He, 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 he. I said, uh-uh. <laughs> I said, we, in construction, we reinforce them girders because we knew you would need it. That happened, true, Thursday, Thursday or Wednesday, Thursday, whatever day it was. Here, here's the deal, here's the deal. How many of y'all know some people, and the truth be known, when you really think about it, well, I don't know if they can get no help. They may be too far gone. Here's the thing. If you really had faith in the one you say you have faith for, you would never think they were too big a project. Let me tell you what the, the real deal is. It, it's, not, it's not whether Jesus can or whether they need it. The question is, is do we have enough faith to motivate us to do something about it? Yeah. It might not be their problem. It might be our problem. Maybe we're the ones not operating in enough faith. Because there's not a sinner too big. Hey, let me tell you one. Let me tell you one just real quickly who the early church thought was too bad. Guess what his name was? The Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul. Do you realize that the Apostle Paul, when he got, when he got saved, that everybody else didn't believe it? And when, and when they said, we need you to go minister and, and decide, uh-uh, do you know what he did? Right? Come on. Let's see, do we have faith? I mean, let me, let me tell you whether you do or not. You're, you're, this, is what, this will determine your level of faith. What level are you trying to get your friend to Jesus? Because it reflects directly to your faith. Right. Amen. 
if you're not making a very good effort to get your people to Jesus, you ain't got much faith in him. Because that tells me you don't think he can do something about it. Let's get real for a minute. Let's get real for a minute. Because if you really thought he could do something about it, how hard would you try to get him there? I know that hurts, don't it? But man, they had faith. They had faith. But then I want you to see this. I want you to see, see, their effort. Their effort. They not only cared, they had faith that Jesus could do something. But boy, we see their effort. The Bible says he was born of four. What does that mean? They had to go to his house, roll him over on a cot, Pick him up and get, now it doesn't say, it doesn't say where in the city it was. It could have been in the wilderness. They could have had, they they could have traveled for miles to get their friend to Jesus. But regardless, they was carrying him. Carrying him. Now, listen, and we won't make the attempt to text somebody. Don't tell me they're your friend if you're not willing to make an effort to get them to Jesus. Why should I get them to Jesus? They got a great need. They got a great problem. They got a greater need. Come on, guys. Do we care? Do we have enough faith in Christ that if we can get our friend to Jesus, that Jesus can change his life? Who do we need to go after? The worst. The worst. Who did Jesus go after when he came into Jericho when he was headed to Jerusalem? The most notorious sinner in Jericho. Zacchaeus. There's there's nobody too hard. There's nobody beyond Christ's reach. But do we care enough to make an effort? It requires effort. Faith is not enough. Faith is not enough. Caring is not enough. Some of y'all, I mean, if the truth be known, you care. You want to go to heaven. But do you care enough to make an effort? To do something inconvenient. To do something that's going to cause you to break a sweat. To do something that's going to mess up your schedule. To make an effort to get somebody, watch this, watch this, who can't get their self to Jesus. Then lastly, lastly, real quick, here's the last one, write this down. What was the first thing we see, what's the, what's the first characteristic we see in these friends? They, uh, B, they had, they had great faith. But then C, they made, an, they made an effort. Then lastly, put this down, this is what I really want you to get. We see their determination. We see their determination. Their determination. Preacher, what do you mean? Well, they cared enough to get their friend. And, 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 and by the way, by the way, here's, here's a thought. Maybe you need to tag team somebody. Four of them got together to bring one. Maybe one-on-one you hadn't been successful. Well, get some friends. One can hold him down while the other times. Amen. Yeah. Right. Amen. Scratch that last one. 
Here they are carrying this guy. Can you imagine? Can you imagine as they're, <laughs> they're telling, they're telling uh, Julio on the cot, <clears throat> they're saying, look, man, I'm telling you, I saw it. I, I don't know if it was months. I don't know if it was weeks. I don't know if it was days that Jesus was there before. It doesn't say that. It, it just gives an extended period of time. But he was probably saying, man, I tell you what, they, they brought old, you know, old Cripple John. Man, he, Jesus touched him right in the doorway, and he ran all the way home. I'm telling you, because you know, you know these guys are working trying to encourage the one that's broken. There's no telling how long he's been broken. There's no telling how long he's been discouraged. But, man, they're encouraging him. They're carrying him. And man, I tell you what, when you get to Jesus, he's going to touch you. You're going to be healed. You ain't, I, I, I'm telling you, it's going to be incredible. It's going to be incredible. And all the way there, they're telling him about Jesus. And they're telling him about his healing power. They're telling him about his love and his concern and his, and his compassion and his help for others. And, 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 man, it's great. And then all of a sudden, they get to the door, and they're five feet deep outside. That's like, that's like when somebody tells you how great the fish are biting and you get there and they got locked jaw. If you're not a fisherman, you don't understand what I'm saying. But I've had times in trip. Well, I tell you what, we're catching down here. They're doing this and they're doing that. And I mean, I'm just so jacked and I'm so excited. And they get there and they ain't even doing nothing. Can you imagine his hopes are being lifted and he's being encouraged. Jesus is going to change you. Jesus is going to touch you. And they get in there and they can't even get in the door. Yeah. Now, many Baptists would quit right there. Yeah. Well, we tried. You know, like when you called and got the answer machine, I tried. You know why it's so quiet? We're guilty. Aren't we? We, I say we, I'm putting myself in there. We ease our conscience, say we did our thing, we tried. We made it, we made an effort. But how determined was you in your effort? Was you this determined? Hey, boys, y'all see them stairs over there? Them stairs go, because see, in, in that day, in that day, they would have houses that had flat roofs on them. And had thatch and mud, and when the mud would harden, and they'd, they'd put tiles over that, and they would go up onto the roofs during the heat of the day, or, and, and cool off, or excuse me, not the heat of the day, but in the in the evening times, and because it was cooler up there, and they would spend a lot of time up there. I bet one redneck looked at us and said, "Hey, boys, see them stairs? I bet if we tear that roof out, we can get him to Jesus." Now, here's what you got to get. See, some of y'all don't think somebody owned this house. So they're taking a risk tearing the man's house up. Right? Can you imagine Jesus? Can you imagine Jesus? He's standing in the middle of the room. I mean, I mean, it's elbow to elbow. I mean, it's like sardines in this room, and he's standing there teaching. Blessed art thou, blessed thou, bless, 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 bless. And all of a sudden, stuff starts falling from the ceiling. Now, Jesus knows what's happening, but the homeowner don't. <clears throat> and they still keep ripping and tearing and tearing. Now, you got to understand, they're not putting a moonroof in there. They're tearing out enough 
enough hole to lower a cot. And they lowered this man down. And here's Jesus. Here's Jesus. Here's the homeowner. But here's Jesus. He's not even looking at the guy. He's looking at them fellas. And if, and if we can translate what he's thinking, that's awesome. Because the Bible says, when Jesus saw, let me, let, me, let me help you with something. I got plenty of time. I'm early. And I'm right and Dustin's wrong on this. I'll be done early. <laughs> Everywhere Jesus went, you know what tickled him more than anything? When he saw faith. Even when it comes to a Gentile woman. He said, I haven't seen this kind of faith in all of Israel. For without faith, it is impossible to please God. For by grace are you saved through. The just shall live by. I want to ask you a question. Do you have enough faith in the Lord that he can do something about your friend? that you're not going to let anything stand in your way of getting him to Jesus? Don't tell me you care if your determination don't back up your statement. Don't tell me you care until you can show me some roof tiles. Don't tell me you care until we see real effort. To go around obstacles and over problems and over issues until you're willing to do whatever it takes to get him to Jesus. This man had a great problem. He had a greater need. But boy, he had the greatest of blessings. And that was four friends who cared enough about him to do whatever it took to get him to Jesus. For three weeks we've said, for three weeks we've said, let's go be a friend, let's make a friend, then let's bring a friend. I want to ask you and I want to plead and I want to encourage you and I want to invite you. Let's go be a great blessing to somebody that's hurting Let's go find the one that's hurting the most, that's got the greatest need, and say, man, have I got somebody you need to meet. Get them here Sunday, and I'm going to do my very best to introduce them to a friend that's sticking closer than a brother. And all God's people say it. Amen. Amen. Let it be known, 11 minutes are on the clock. I need a testimony, and all God's people say it. All right, let's stand, let's stand. Take a picture of that, Snapchat it or whatever you call that. Take a, take a, whatever. All right. And by the way, all the rest of y'all, don't get used to this. Amen. How many of y'all want to be a friend today? Amen. Amen. Let's pray and ask God to help us. Lord.